three, two, one. That's right. You're listening to the It's My Time podcast, a recording of the experiences, past and present of everyday people. Yes, indeed. And now, here's your host, the one, the only, Asher Chua. Yeah. Welcome to the podcast, Mr. Adam Cora. How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you. Thank you. This is, I feel like this is an official meeting in the flesh virtually. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. So, uh, quick question to, to start us off introduce you to the audience. Who do you say you are? Uh, my name is Adam Cora, and I am a. Uh, I would say I'm not a perfectionist. I'm an excellent failure. I uh, like to overcome obstacles. I was given an amazing mother uh, that showed me what it looked like to overcome challenges that life is going to throw at you every single day. And I've uh, been preparing my whole life to be prepared. Awesome. I, I love that. It's funny. I, I didn't know what you looked like for a minute because on IG, whenever I looked at your profile, I just saw a picture of your mom. So I was confused for a minute. I was like, I think I was like, I'm sure I added Adam and not this lady. So I was like, what's going on here? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's my mom. Uh, she just actually, yes, there was uh, her one year anniversary of passing away. Um, so yesterday I spent the time with my brothers and my family. Um, and we sat at a resting place for a little while, uh, hung out there, had some laughs, had some cries. Uh, then came home and did what we normally do, uh, be with each other, love each other, hang out and enjoy every opportunity that we can. What, what was the time like together when, when you guys are um, having a chance to get together, but getting together during this time of uh, grief or celebration, maybe? Yeah, definitely a celebration. Um, seeing how much we have appreciation for the breath that God gives us each and every day. Um, it gives you a new a new meaning to live life. Um, I have just recently, in the last maybe almost two years, uh, had started to have a relationship, a uh, faith walk, or a relationship with God, and it's been absolutely life changing. Um, I wake up every day and and look to connect with Him, uh, look to speak with Him, walk, look to see how He's working, so I can adjust my ways to His ways. Um, and just life has been. Uh, it's actually been joy. It's actually been appreciation. It's actually been rejoicing. It's a, it's actually been everything I could ever dreamed it would be. And I work every single day to make up for the time that I was not with him. Um, but saw that the time that I was not with him, um, that he was still working. Um, I lost my brother when I was about 16, 17 years old. And I blamed it on God. So God, why would you take away my brother from me? I love my brother so much. My brother was everything to me. He was my role model. He was everybody. He was the one person that I wanted to mimic. Uh, I'm the youngest of five boys. He was my oldest brother. And I thought he was the coolest person in the world. And uh, when my brother passed away, I told God, I said, uh, I want nothing to do with you. And I realized that God wanted everything to do with me. Um, and he kept, as I go back and think about everything that I've been through, I saw that God's hands were was on everything adjusting me and saying, Adam, you can continue to do it this way, but you're going to be exhausted. You're going to be tired. Um, you're going to be frustrated. You're going to work more than you could work. Uh, and, and if you just do it this way, it can actually change your life. And my mom invited me. She said, I need you uh, 
have a relationship with God. And at that moment, um, I started reading the Bible. I started praying. I started learning about God and, and how great he is. And um, it actually changed my entire life from that moment going forward. Can you can you describe what, what that journey was like, like going from I. I can't stand God or like what, what's his deal to making it intentional to have a faith walk with God? Oh, I just realized, um, I realized that I'm a child of God. So if God loves me, he puts me where he puts me because he loves me. And I see that he puts people in my life because I need to learn from them. God puts people in that, that have characteristics and values and things that you might not have, but that you could potentially have. If you just work on it and you just grow on those things. Um, I see, uh, I lost my brother and I felt exactly like that. I felt angry. I felt, uh, I felt alone. I felt, uh, I felt so much, uh, hostility inside of me. And then, uh, a few years ago, I lost my best friend. Um, and, uh, her name is Maya. She was a dog. She was my first dog that I ever had. And I felt the same exact way. I felt like I lost a part of me and, I was shut down. I was quiet. I was alone. I felt, again, stress, anxiety of having someone who was always there for me and then not having them. I started to rethink about like my brother and not having my brother. And um, before my mom passed away, my mom was dealing with uh, long-term care health issues. Um, and she said that I, you need to have a relationship with God. It's going to, it's going to be something that you need. And when my mom passed away, she passed away, uh, October 23rd, 2020, right in the middle of the pandemic, when it first started happening, kind of like in that first phase. And I got some amazing stuff, um, from God that day. Um, I, my, my hearing was increased. Um, I heard my wife and the doctor standing at the nurse's station and the doctor and my wife are looking at my mom's x-rays of her lungs. And there was, the doctor was just like, I don't understand how she lasted this long. He was like, your lungs are supposed to work like balloons for her. Hers don't even inflate till 10% of what you need to. And my wife told the doctor, she said, you see that, see those boys in that room? That's how she lasted so long. Um, sitting there, I just had a greater appreciation for God that there were so many people that didn't get the opportunity to say goodbye to their loved ones. And I felt that not saying that no one else's parents were um, doing God's work. And, and I, I just in my mind, I saw that uh, uh, that God, that my mom asked God for one more favor. She said, I need to say bye to my boys. I need them to be with me because I struggled and I fought and I clawed and I did everything for my kids to have everything that they could ever desire and whatever they could have ever wanted. And um, I became a symbol for them. I came to, became the symbol for them to fight no matter what life was going to throw at you. I was teaching them how to keep going, even though you felt exhausted and felt like you had nothing left to give. Um, and I felt that God granted my mom that one last request was like, God, just let me spend time with my kids, my boys, who I, who I helped to shape and mold. Like, they're going to do so much great stuff in the world. And I felt like God gave that to my mom and he also gave that to us. So I had a greater appreciation in that moment for God's grace and God's goodness. Um, after that, I've seen God uh, heal my mother-in-law from COVID who can barely walk, uh, was in the hospital for almost 30 days. And I saw God uh, heal her and, and deliver her. Um, I've seen God do that with my wife um, from dealing with cancer. Uh, I've seen just so much uh, in my life. And it just makes me appreciate that God was continuing to work uh, even in, in my instance where I wasn't faithful to him. And I said, oh, God, I want nothing to do with you. He 
was right there working every single step of the way saying, Adam, you say that you don't want nothing to do with me, but there's so much more I need from you. And I see that everything that I do, everything that I touch, my commitment, my execution, my willing to go and continue to do the work to continue to get the result was going to be everything that I could use to inspire people. Um, so when I have conversations with clients and I have conversations with employees, um, it's exactly that. There is so much more in you when you focus on doing the work. Uh, it's not just about you. It's about the people behind you. Yes, you got to that point in your life where you can be financially stable or you got that job title that you wanted. But now what are you going to do to help other people get to the position where you are? And I feel that, that God, that's where God is leading me. Uh, Adam, I can bring you to these places and I can show you how to overcome challenges. But it's not just for you. It's about everybody you come in contact with. What are you going to do to show them how to get where you are? And then how are you going to show them to excel and exceed and continue to do that? So that's that's where I see myself. And I see that's where God is uh, leading me. Gotcha. That, thank you for that response. That, that's a journey. Yeah. And what, um, I guess on, on that note, what, what has 20, the year 2021 been like for you? Like what have been some of the things that you've learned and, and gained just through these times? Um, I've gained a better understanding of one of the powers and one of the amazing gifts that he gave me, and that is patience um, and ears. Uh, I think they're on the side of our head, but we never see them, so we don't know that they're there, so we don't use them as well as we should. Um, and I think patience, because we expect the results to automatically come whenever we do something good. We're like, oh, I did this thing good. I worked hard for seven days. Where's my result? And I see that um, just God keeps saying, just be patient. It's, if you stop working at your speed and you start working at God's speed, your life can change. Everything that you touch will change. Your mentality and perspective can change if you just really focus on doing the work and not focus on getting the result. Um, and it's just been just inspiring um, to continue to do that each and every day. So I would say that I learned to be patient more. Um, and also stop doing things the way that I think that they should be done and trying to help people to execute uh, their gifts at a higher level so they can be who they're meant to be. And I see that God's uh, showing me that if I keep listening, and I keep preparing that moment when I need it, I'll actually be able to do the exact job that needs to be done. Uh, and I feel that as, as I'm preparing, I'll be prepared in that moment when I'm needed. Wow. What what's what's one way that you you've successfully exercised patience, either like in the midst of doing something or having to go away from a thing or and then come back to it later? Control. I think our ability to give up control and really say, God, the wheel is yours. The wheel is yours. Everything. Everything is yours. Show me how I can gain control by understanding control. And I saw that there were things in my life that I couldn't control and those things I needed to learn from and the things I could control, I needed to learn how to control them in a way where it would impact other people. Um, so um, I get frustrated just like the next person. I have, I make bad choices just like the next person, but my, my humility to learn from what I didn't do good and realize that if the first time I tried something and it failed, the second time I did it, it couldn't look like the first time. This third time I did it, it couldn't look like the first time. And if the fourth time I did it and it looked like the first time, I needed to take in a, a, I needed to look back and say, what wasn't working? Was I the wrong person? Did I not apply myself? Did I not do all the work? Did I think I did all the work and was supposed to expect the result and realize that 
I needed to just continue to learn from every single opportunity and it would be the catalyst for me to overcome all of my challenges and obstacles. Um, I grew up in a resource room. I was a, uh, a special needs kid. I couldn't read, write, or learn, or comprehend like all the other kids. Um, but there was something that the world was doing and the world kept putting me in this position where I was like, you're not smart like everybody else, so you have to be here. And, and I got older and I was like, okay, I have to be here because I can't read, write, or learn like all the other kids. And as I got older, I'm like, man, that's, that's embarrassing to tell people who there's thousands of people in the company and they send something out and everybody understands it except you. And I'm like, wait, that can't be, I can't be it all the time. I just can't get it just because I don't understand. And I saw that if I worked on it, I can get better at it. And I saw that if I worked on it, I overcome it. Now it can be used. I can be used better. And during the beginning of the pandemic, one of the biggest things was reading for me. I, I hated books. I hated studying. I hated everything that came with it because my assumption was every time I did it, there was a test. And every time I took a test, I failed the test. And I was like, well, I fail every single time. So why even try? And I realized that if I just challenge myself to do something so small, and I bought this book, and it was called The Greatest Salesman in the World, and it's only 100 pages long. And I said, I'm going to challenge myself. I want to read this book in 30 days. I read the book in 14 days. But in those 14 days, I did something that was so powerful for myself and that it would be used to help other people. And I showed, uh, I became a symbol for what it looked like to give up the things we wanted versus the things that we needed. And I saw if I gave up the things that I wanted for the things that I needed, I would then have more focus to focus on the challenge and overcoming the challenge and then doing all the work to get the result. And that was the first book that I read. Uh, at the beginning of the pandemic, and I became a lifelong reader. That bookshelf that's right above me, right over here, there's books and books and books that I read, and I give out books, and I'm like, hey, you should read this book. It's going to be a great book. And every time I give it to someone, I give it to them with the intention of breaking something that was holding them back. Um, and I saw how significant that was because I can just now have a simple example, and now I can become a symbol of what it looks like to overcome challenges because uh it's it's the it becomes the formulation for everything that we do in school they call it the order of operations uh it was the thing that would be the most important thing to the answer teacher would call you up there and say hey what's the answer to this we run up there and say i got it and teacher would be like no it's wrong like why is it wrong it's right one plus one is two and she's like no 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 i don't care how you, i don't care about the answer i care about how you got there and i see that in application in our challenges and overcoming those obstacles What's the process that works to get you there? And I see that if it's worth it to you, you do everything it takes to get there. If you don't have motivation, you find somebody, your mother who gave up everything so you can continue to go, even though she couldn't, her body wouldn't let her physically work as hard as her heart wanted to and her soul and her mind wanted to do. Like that's all she would do. So I have examples of showing that and I, and I read the Bible and I think about, look how amazing God is. God put uh, uh the israelites through so many things through their challenges in the 40 and the, the 40 years in the wilderness of like hey i'm going to challenge you i can make it easy you can go four days and we can get to the land flowing on honey and milk but i can also take you this way and let you grow and develop and show you how great i am and show you that no matter what you go through i'm still going to be there you can cry you can be upset and but you can also realize that your clothes are brand new that you've been in the wilderness for 40 years i mean I made uh, uh, birds come out of the, 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 the sky for you. I made bread. I made water come out of a rock. You had available bread to you, manna, every single day that you don't need anything. You just need to have faith. And I saw that God is just amazing because if he just, if he created you, 
that no matter where he put you, he loved you. You said something earlier when you said in forcing yourself to read The Greatest Salesman in the World by Augmentino, you gave up what you wanted for what you needed. Can you can you go back and just break that down a little bit for me? Like what what do you what did you mean by that and, and how did you do that as you were going through the book? Oh yeah. Um the things that I wanted to do, I wanted to watch T V. I wanted to be lazy. I wanted to sit on the couch. I wanted to do nothing. I wanted to just let the world consume me like everybody else was doing. But I saw an opportunity to do something that nobody else saw. Um, I saw that uh, God gave me a door and he said, I can give you the door, but I need you to walk through. And me walking through it was saying, Adam, you can overcome a challenge or you can see that as a challenge. You just never faced it. Um, and I realized that if I faced it, I can do the thing that uh, that I that I needed to do. And that was break the curse that is saying that I'm not smart enough to do it. I'm not, I'm not, uh, uh, I'm not the most intelligent person in the world, but I got scared all the time because I felt like I had to be this person that I wasn't because society said, you have to be the popular person. You have to be this person that gets the most likes and gets the most. And I keep saying, God saying, I don't care what everybody else thinks. I, I want you to care what I think. And I want you to care that if, if you're saying that you love me and I'm a child of God, that you can, that I place you here, then know I placed you here. And I saw that every single thing that happened in me, as far as just even something as simple as reading, like how I can break that curse for myself, was that God made me very special. He made me very smart. Although people would look at me and say, like, I wouldn't even have thought you were like a resource room kid, that 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 it took practice. It took knowing that God created me a special way that in class, the teacher would ask a question and everybody in the classroom would get it except for me. And I would write down my question and then the bell would ring and then I have to repeat the process. Teacher would ask a question and I have more questions and I would write them down and then the bell would ring. And then I kept continuing that throughout my entire life. And I saw that it kept doing that throughout my entire life. It was because I wasn't paying attention to what God gifted me. God gifted me with the ability to see complicated information and then break it down because I would need to explain it to someone so then they could understand it. So where I work as in my full-time job, I'm a healthcare professional. So my job is to uh, well, was to break down uh, complicated information and tools and systems that the company uses and be able to train other people on it. And now I'm at, able to use my superpower and say, wow, people look at this stuff and they're like, I can't figure it out. But because it was worth it to me to study it, to read it, to break it, to fix it, to ask the right questions and do it over and rinse and repeat that process every day. I realized that I can now give it to people in resource room where someone will look at something so difficult and say, well, how did he simplify it? How did now, how do I, now he gave it to me. Now I understand it. I'm not scared. I'm no longer worried about not understanding it. Now I actually understand it. And it took me again, applying each of those things to everything that I was doing and saying, how can I do it? Well, if I think about everybody that I can come in contact with and how I can help them, now I no longer have to do the thing that I uh, uh, that I uh, want to do, I do the thing that I need to do. And I need to do this because it can help somebody else. I need to overcome my challenge because it can help somebody else. A kid that's lost and doesn't have the doesn't have the right support system doesn't mean that he can't have a right mentor that can say, this is what you need. This is how you can overcome it. This is the guidance, the leadership that will help you to become the person that you're meant to be. So that when I think about want versus need, I gave up all the things that I thought gave me uh, happiness and joy for the thing that I actually got 
that gave me happiness and joy. And that was working for God and saying, God, I'm going to give you the wheel. I'm going to allow you to do whatever you need. All I'm going to do is ask for understanding and knowledge. And what I want to do is every time you place me somewhere, I want to learn why you placed me there. I want to know why the reason you put my wife in my life. I want to know why you put me in my mother's life. I want to know why you put me in my brother's life. I want to know why you put me in this company. I want to know why you allowed me to be a small business owner and open up my own business. I want to know why you placed me on this earth. Um, when my mom was giving birth, uh, my mom only thought she was having one boy. Um, I was directly hidden behind my twin brother. Um, we had the same heartbeat. Uh, the doctors couldn't tell that there was two in there. But when my mom gave birth, they were like, Mrs. Cora, there's another one. And my mom was like, wait, what? There's another one? And then here comes the second one. It's me. Only person in the world that knew I was here was God. That was it. I said, Adam, I got something special for you. Nobody knows you're even going to be coming. And every time you're placed in a situation, not only are you going to see the difference that you can make, but you're also going to see the opportunities that you can create because the world is not going to give you all the opportunities. They're not going to say that you're fit for the job, but if you keep preparing, you're always going to be fit for the job. So no matter if uh, if you're over here at McDonald's, if you're over here at the car wash, if you're over here at a at, in the healthcare setting, you're going to be the best person for the job because you've been working and consistently doing that throughout your life. And, and uh, that change is going to impact one person. And if you can use that to impact one person, and that person gives it to their kid and their kids give it to their kids. Now you've impacted a generation and now you can not only change one person's life, but you can change thousands of people's lives. I feel like my, my response to every one of your, your answers is just, wow. Like <laughs> that, that word or that expression just captures a lot in my head, but I got excited and I, I, I lit up when you mentioned uh, the greatest salesman in the world, because I think the first time I ever read that book or was introduced to it was back in like 2014. And that's seven years ago now, or just over seven years. And I wanted to do the same thing. Like I had no desire to read coming up through school, just reading textbooks, reading engineering books for that matter. And it's like very detail oriented, very granular. And then finding a book that was like storytelling, it almost took me back to childhood where it's like you have a story woven in and then principles that come up right behind it and they just stack and stack and stack on top of each other. And I, I so wanted to get it right, almost like you're in the classroom where it says this, these are the things that can help you become great. And the first scroll in the book talks about reading and it ask you to read three times a day for 30 days. And I can't count how many times I, I was sitting there trying to keep the tick marks. I was okay, I did it today. First time, second time. I missed the third time. Okay, first time, second time, third time. Okay, like I got five days in a row. Crap, I missed another day. Do I keep starting over and starting over and starting over and starting over? It's like, am I ever going to read the rest of this book? So finally, I was like, let me just read all of them because I, I want to know what else is out there. And then this year, seven years later, I was like, you know, maybe I only got to like day 25 with scroll number two, but I'm at a point in my life where I feel like I need that persistence. So I jumped to scroll number three and I was like, I'm in the middle of September. Let me just do my best. If I get it in one day, if I miss a day, every single day, I'm going to try to get in there, read it to understand the principle, to get it within, to have it work on my subconscious mind and then moving it forward. I was like, did I make the full 30? I was like, no, 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 that's not the point. 
the time's come due, you're back around the middle of the month, transition over to scroll number four. And it's like, I'm nature's greatest miracle. And it's like, I don't care if you believe what you're reading. I don't care if you agree with it. I don't care if it makes you feel good, but it's like taking back to the first scroll, which just says like every piece of what I'm reading here, I've got to believe that it's like those grapes that have been pressed and nothing missing every single drop. I have to get that within me. And even when I, when I realized that I missed it and I didn't get it before I went to sleep, I was like, guess, guess what I'm doing the first thing in the morning? I'm getting up and I'm reading that or I'm getting up and I'm listening to it on audio. And I'm not going to turn around and punish myself and be like, I didn't get it just right. And like you said, to your point, it's, it's that small voice in the back of my head where it's like God saying, this is where I, I need you to be. Like, I don't care what it presents as, but here's where you need to be right now. And here's what, what your attention needs to be brought to. And like, just the thing you said again, just understanding and knowing that where you think you need to be or where you see the world going or people around you, like it's easy enough to want like the desserts. It's easy enough to want the glory. It's easy enough to want that. And you're not a bad person for wanting it, but sometimes it's a hard discipline. It's so much sweeter on the other side where it's like you pay now or you pay later. Or if, yeah. if you're really into it, you can pay now and you can pay later and like continue to enjoy the fruits that come out of it. But even when you're able to enjoy the good for the work that you put in, it feels so much better to know, oh, like it's okay that I'm here because I, I did what I was supposed to do. And yeah. I suffered a little bit just to enjoy this moment on a Sunday, just to take a breath and have a conversation with Adam and just be like, wow, like it was worth it. Like getting up on camera, listening to your voice, not listening to your voice, looking at yourself, just being like, you know, I'm going to be okay. Like we don't get to wear makeup, but it's like, I'm okay with this. Like (laughs) it's going to be all right. And it's like, the more I get okay with this, the better I can, stand up in the world and kind of head, have my held at high chest up and be like, okay, I'm going to bear, bear this, this thing that I need to bear and, and move forward a little bit. Yeah. And that's important. I say that and just thinking about again, scripture, uh, Paul with his thorn, like, take this thorn away from me. And I keep asking God, take away this thorn from me. And Jesus, even when he went to go pray at, at the, right before they, they took him, he was like, God, like, Take away this cup for me. Take away this cup for me. Three times he asked. I was like, no, because you need that. That is going to be the thing that's going to help you help others. Um, and I read one of the biggest things that I kept running into was we can go to the store. We don't care what the price is on whatever that thing is that we want, but we pay for it. So why don't we put a value on ourselves that make us just as valuable as that thing that we go to the store that we need? And I realize that if I make, if I realize how valuable I am by putting a price tag on who I am, based off my experiences, based off my willing to overcome, based on my application and my commitment and my willing to uh, uh, keep myself accountable, I become valuable. Where other people don't see that because they're looking at what you can produce for them monetarily. I'm like, what I can produce for you is something that you won't get from anybody else. You're going to get something that's not only going to benefit you here, but it'll benefit all of your employees. It'll benefit all of anybody who comes in contact with me. And I keep thinking about that girl in the Bible who had the 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 uh, um, the uh, uh, the issue of blood. And all I need to do is touch the hem, just something so small. Let me touch the hem. All I need to do is just get a little bit of it and touch it, and I'm healed. And I'm like, 
and anybody that comes in contact with me, even if you bump into me by accident or you brush against my shoulder, you're going to get something that's going to maybe hopefully change your life. I'm just going to give it to you the way God has given it to me. And I'm going to be able to consistently do that because I value who I am and who God created me and who my experiences have brought me to this moment. Um, and I keep thinking it's so much bigger. It's so much bigger. Just like you were saying, like sometimes we work and we're just like, oh, like, oh, well, why I didn't get that? And it's like, well, people didn't appreciate it. People didn't value it. I was like, well, I have to value it more than they do because it's going to be who I can be and who I who I want to be, who I envision myself as. Um, and it's just so crazy that even as a kid, um, and and we we associate certain things that happen to us as ways to keep growing and developing. So the, what I mean by that is, when I was a kid, my mom always used to tell me, hold the door for someone. And hold the door all the time for them, whether they're an elderly person or they're someone who can do it on their own and they're 50 feet away from you, 100 feet away from you, you still hold that door as you're walking through it. And every single time you're going to tell them you have a great day. And even if they don't say thank you, you tell them have a good day and you tell them I hope all is well or you, you say something to them that makes you show that you value what you're doing. Now, you don't have to hold the door for everybody because you're not a doorman. You're not a doormat. Like people aren't going to just assume that you're always going to but have that expectation that what you're doing is bigger than what you were doing. And I remember this lady comes up to my mom one day, we're hanging outside with my mom and this, this lady walks up to her and she goes, are you the, you're the mom for those Spanish boys? My mom looked at us and was like, yeah. And my mom had that look like, what'd, what'd you guys do? And <laughs> the lady looks at my mom and she goes, I just want to tell you how amazing your sons are, how your son holds the door for me, how your son opens up my medication bottles, how your son goes food shopping for me, how your son checks in me when there's a blizzard and I can't go to the store. He checks in just to make sure I'm okay. And the look that my mom had on her face was a look that I always look for each and every day. How can I do that, that even though my mom is not here physically, how can I still make her smile? What can I do that will bring her joy in every single thing that I do? So every single day I wake up at five o'clock and I and I praise God and I thank God for giving uh, her to me in my life because the things that she told me are the things that I can still apply to this day and use it as something that can change somebody's life. I think about all the little things and all the those things that we don't really pay that much attention to, those small details. Those are the things that I'm like, oh, I got to write that down. That's powerful. I need that. And I write that down. And next time I have a conversation, it's the exact same thing I need for that conversation. And I see that God's like, Adam, I've been preparing you your whole entire life. Every single thing, you are more prepared than you can think of. And every single time I'm going to move you, I'm going to move you lovingly. I'm going to put you in this position where now I need you to take everything along with you. And like you said, some days we're like, I got to start over. I got to start over. I didn't get it the first time, but you, you did. You got it the first time. You also got it the second time. You got it the third time. You got it on the 28th day. You got it on the 25th day. And sometimes we're just like that homework assignment that we took all the time to put in all the right answers, do all the studying, do all the application, hand it in, and we take it back. It's no, oh, no, it's not perfect yet. No, 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 it's perfect because you did all the work. You did all the work. So be okay that you did all the work and know that, believe in me, that I know what I'm doing and have faith that whatever I'm doing is going to it's going to bless you in so many ways that you don't even know. You can't imagine the way I imagine. You can't envision the way I envision. You can't understand or comprehend what, and I'm just like, like, God, you got it. You got it. You got it. I give it all to you, whatever it is. And I'm just like, how you can change my life by just increasing my faith. And, and I saw that it would change my life if I just gave full surrender over to God and let him lead and change my life. Amazing. <laughs> so I, I know you mentioned um, you, you work with clients 
and you you help people in different ways to be able to break things down. Like if somebody wanted to get a hold of you and and be able to work with you one on one, how how would they get in touch with you? Oh, uh, they can follow me on Facebook or Instagram. They can email me. I always put my phone number and my email address on everything that I post. Um, they have my website. It's always post. Um, they bump into me. They're gonna they're gonna want to be a client. <laughs> You give me five minutes. I'm gonna I'm gonna show you why you need what you need because I'm the symbol of what I use to become where I am today. Um, I'm also a personal and professional development coach. I opened up my own business and saw that again my experiences, uh, whatever God had placed in my life and whatever God leaded me to do was gonna be something that I can actually use to impact others. So I take my experiences and I take my lessons. I take my failures and I look at those things and I'm like, hey, you probably failed just as much as I did. And you probably didn't want to retake that test because you thought you weren't smart enough. But it was really that you just didn't apply yourself. You didn't put your all into it. And realizing that who you are, figuring out how uh, how you were created or how God what God planned for you that if you just work on those things that you're not good at and stop working on those things that you're good at, you're already good at those things. I don't need you to work more. You can't be good or for something. I need you to be better at the things that you're not so good at. And the moment you become better at those things, you'll be more prepared to go and do what is needed. And that's great. So let me get you out of here on, on two questions. What's something that made you smile this week? And are you still who you said you were? Something that made me smile this week. Um, yeah, that uh, I have breath. I have breath. And I think every single day, that makes me smile because I see that God's not finished with me yet. And that I haven't done everything that I that I wanted to do and everything that he needs me to do. And I know I need to continue to do that each and every day. Um, and that's one of the things that made me smile. What was the second question? But the second question is, are you still who you said you were? Uh, no, I became a better version of myself. I never even thought I would be this person today. Um, but I realized that I could become this person. And I thought about this person today uh, about five or six years ago, what it would look like for me to actually execute on everything that I thought I was going to say, everything, everything that I said that I wanted to be, I needed to become that person and I needed to get out of my own way. So I am not the person who I was. Um, I am the person who I am today based on the person who I was. Took all my experiences, balled them up and say, uh, I'm going to teach you how to learn from everything that you are, and I'm going to show you how you can be used to change people's lives. So I'm thankful that I'm not the same person that I am because me and you probably wouldn't be having this conversation. Uh, and I see that if I if I if I realized that what I was doing back then was going to impact how many people I thought I could impact today, that was my motivation to say, okay, I can do this, and I wasn't scared anymore. Great, great answer, and great end to this um, this moment. I, I thank you for the time and just your energy, your attention, and just the, the time that we have to meet one another and just be able to exchange in that. And I've got to say, just listening to you within this time, that, that really added to me. And that's that's one way to start off the week. So I thank you for that. And just thank you. That, that's all I can say. I appreciate that. I appreciate your time. And thank you for inviting me. Um, I watch you. I watch your videos on YouTube and Instagram. I follow your posts and stuff. I'm like, uh, I remember one day we were on the call and they were like, they were like, Asher, you got to talk to Adam. You got to talk to Adam. He's got an amazing story. And I was like, Asher will call me one day when I'm ready and I'm prepared. And I'm, and I'm exactly who I need to be. And I kept seeing in my life, uh, 
why you see this thing right here that says make the adjustment. I was like, that's all I got to do. I got to just keep adjusting. The more I keep adjusting, the more perfect it's going to be. And I, I feel so grateful and blessed to be here with you today. And uh, just thank you. I uh, thank God. I thank my mom. I thank what uh, God has provided, what he will continue to provide and what he has planned for me. Um, so I really appreciate this opportunity. Yes, sir. Take care and have a great week. Thank you. Have a great day. God bless.